0: Call me out, you can call me in, you just just fucking call me when it's... Hey everybody now, welcome to a special edition of Live on Four Legs. This is the Earthlings Recap Show. And guess what? I was there. I remember because I was there. I was there on Thursday night at the Beacon Theater. So we're gonna tell. Some stories. We're going to go over a little bit what they played and just kind of like, you know, if you listened to the show last week, we kind of had some idea and trying to figure out and also some like, I guess, negativity through what the COVID lens would look like and what the, you know, being excited lens would look like and how that was all kind of a little bit thrown out the window once the music hit. And uh, that's where we'll start. Randy Sobel over here, John Farrar over there hello look at this we're doing actual this is like the idea I always like to bring this up when we when we do things like this, but this is what the the live on four legs podcast should really be. It should be reaction shows to actual shows going on and we obviously this isn't Pearl jam, but this is the next best yep. thing, you know
1: yep yep and I want to start this off by saying that I am done making predictions for what's going to happen at these shows. (laughs) Um, Because after, you know, before See Here Now and Ohana last year, it was like, oh, you know, they're probably going to play a pretty conservative. Like, they probably haven't had a lot of time to rehearse. And, like, you're not going to get any deep cuts. You're going to get a few things. And then all that got blown to shit out the window, as we know. And you think of these Ed shows, you know, we were talking about it. It's like, oh, you know, you're going to get – um, you're gonna get your wish lists and your better mans and your porches, and you you've gotten those things, yep, um, but you and I was like, oh, you know, they probably won't play too much of Earthling because it's not out yet, and like you might get you know a couple of covers here and there, but they are they are going for it as as we're gonna get into there's uh whew, the that that thing that happened on night two was just obliterated i mean i'm I'm done making these predictions, everything's on the table from this point out, you guys.
0: Yeah, um, and I'm going to go with the one prediction that I had that I think is, and maybe it won't because we're kind of, we're looking at things in a present view and I'm kind of trying to turn the present into what is going to be the past at some point in the near future. And I am almost going to guarantee that these, this run of shows is at least the only time that I think the earthlings are actually going to tour, you know, like you got to, you got to think about it. I think I mentioned it on the show last week, but like, you got to think about it. Chad Smith and the chili peppers are doing a massive stadium tour this summer. Glenn is always going to be doing his own thing wherever, like, you know, in Europe or around here. And I think, you know, he's usually pretty good about like getting uh, connected with Ed when he can. Like, I think his schedule is a little less, uh, busy than than Chad's, but obviously Josh's is a little bit, bit wide open and kind of you know committed to Pearl Jam, and it seems like Andrew Watts is committed to Pearl Jam too. But it still doesn't all mix in together for this group to no really you, be out there. You were kind of
1: you're right. Um, before we go any further, you're kind of going through who was the bass player because it wasn't the same bass player they had.
0: Before right hey, or on the record, I hope I get this right. I think his name was Chris Cheney. Okay, yeah, that he, sounds right. He looks like a discount Matt Helbig. Okay, I was <laughs> just gonna put put it that way because he they both have long hair, they both wear yeah. glasses, they both play bass, and they both kind of have this like kind of little little itty bits of facial hair kind of scattered yeah. around. But so, he was not
1: the big because. When Ed played at Ohana, he was not the bass player, right? Was, there, was it a different person or am Andrew I Andrew
0: Watt was the bass player. I I be wrong. Okay. I can yeah. be wrong by that, but I had thought that that Josh was taking the solo stuff. Glenn and Ed were playing the rhythm sec but there was there were four guitars on stage, so mm-hmm. which is an odd thing for most acts to have. But when you have Glenn, who's kind of giving the acoustic rhythm vibe, and you have Josh, that's giving the electric rhythm, rhythm vibe, it okay, does it bring was, in two different...
1: It was Pino Palladino was
0: the... Oh, you know what? That name does sound familiar. At Ado- Ohana. Yep. I just looked it up. Okay. Yeah. But Andrew Watt was actually... He was mm-hmm. playing guitar? He was. Okay. All right. Uh, may, and then maybe it was in my mind that I just assumed, because everybody else had a role, that his role would be... right. Of that. And by the way, I I just want to mention this. We're recording this on Sunday night right now as the New York show is going on. So we can kind of do some live updates as I'm getting them uh, uh, through text. And right now they just sort of if, if you're looking at the way that they did it for the first two nights. They just finished up the Earthling stuff all in a row from, you know, uh, and it's pretty much been very similar night in, night out. Uh, nine Earthling songs on the show. Nine of them. That's count them up. That's a very good number. And the last three at all three shows have been Mrs. Mills, Try, and then Rosa Jericho. And right now they're on their cover of The Pretender's Precious. So we have about – and we're going to stay here and continue talking until this set is done, until it's over. So we'll kind of react to it as it's going on, but we'll also react to the first two nights as well because, obviously, I was – Yeah, yeah and, let's let's go back to your story. Okay, yeah. I mean, look, I kind of was just going to be like, okay, if even if I don't like these songs – it's, it's got to be guaranteed that Ed does guaranteed pun intended or not intended, take it as you will. But it, it's got to be a, some kind of guarantee that Ed does something from into the wild, that he like starts the show with acoustic, uh, just solo Ed, because he's never not done that, you know what I mean? And what we actually we, we didn't get that the first two nights. And what we actually saw opening up Newark was society they actually did it they they ditched drive drive was the opener for the first two nights and they ditched that and they went to society which was just ed and glenn on that version which i'm thinking like look i'm I'm not for something like this i'm not going to be like oh look they got this and i didn't get it but i that was the one thing i was really going there hoping for was that you know like let's get a hard sun with the full band, let's get society, let's get I heard Rise they sound checked the,
1: it I think, Uh Jonathan Cohen had said that they had sound checked hard sun.
0: Really? Tonight
1: yeah. or uh, the, the one the night that you were there, I think.
0: Oh really? Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that hurts.
1: Because uh, he was there too, our f- friend of the podcast.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been on he's been on the scene it seems like every single time that they played including the Porchester night which uh you know, he if if you follow him on Twitter which you should uh for these occasions then you'll see that he posted uh, a Rose of Jericho clip out there before the world kind of got it. But yeah, I, uh you know, this is I think kind of that was my expectation going in. I just got an update and guess what just got played? what's right now currently being played it's a big a big hard song yeah just popped up just popped up song number 18 it seems let me refresh yep song number 18 is hard sun Ooh, it stings i'm not gonna lie it stings it stings but look we got some cool stuff and honestly like I I don't you know rarities wasn't on my mind it was just kind of i wanted familiar stuff because obviously when you're going to your first you know indoor concert for the first time in two years and it was almost exactly the date actually i, I looked it up the last time that i went was i went to see they might be giants at college street theater in new haven and they were doing their 30th anniversary for flood so I went to that, and then after that, I was all like, "Oh man!" I, the next thing I got is Pearl Jam. Like the next thing I got, I'm, I'm flying out to St. Louis, or I'll 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 trek out to the Garden and try to get a ticket to the Garden. And, uh, and you know, we know the rest of the story, but obviously, we'll we'll get a redemption moment for that. But this was the first time, so you know, there were some. Obviously, with with COVID and all that going on, and and many like longtime listeners know that yeah, I, I have a seven month old right now, and that's a huge concern for me is his his health and his safety, and and if I brought COVID into the house, I would feel like the worst father in the world and worst human being in the world. Uh, he can't get vaccinated, clearly, so that, that that's something that I was really concerned with. But also, you know, just being around people was hard. I, I really we we've done most of our grocery shopping through Instacart and uh, through pickup yep, orders, yep. and we just tried as hard as we could to just stay away from things. So you know, so we could do stuff like see our family. So we could do stuff like my parents came this weekend, who they're in their seventies, and I, you know, my dad uh, can have myriad of health issues. On a weekly basis, uh, you know, from whatever is happening with him, and and it just it just seems like out of everybody that I want to protect, outside of my son, he would be the one that I would want to protect. So uh, why why chance anything? And yeah, I I did take a chance by going to the show, and I thankfully a couple days later have no symptoms and no regrets either, but uh you know it's still it still needs to be a concern going forward i just want to put that out there but i don't want to put like the debbie downer damper on what this tour is and what that show was because the show was fantastic from from the jump and i think what what bothered me about the port chester show not just that pearl james didn't invite me or i should say ed didn't invite me because i'm literally 40 minutes away Come on, guys. You, you know better than that. Uh, come on, uh, the, the the podcaster that lives in Connecticut. Uh, come on, right? Am I right, John? John, come on, back me up on this.
1: Yeah, I don't know if they. Uh, you got to get in on those uh, those press passes, man. You got to get in. I, honestly, we got to get to work.
0: Honestly, I want to try. So maybe because then I'm actually doing a service by you know relaying the information to you guys. So uh, it, it, there's something there. However, all jokes being aside, uh, you know, looking at that show, I saw the set list. And I saw like some of the covers they were doing, like here comes the sun. I thought to myself, oh, that's just like I like the song, but I just it, it's fluff to me. When they when it's been done, know, it's yeah right. It, it's like when they when when Pearl Jam does Imagine, when Ed goes out there solo, it yeah. doesn't matter. Like nobody wants to. Like, yes, okay, everybody knows the song, sure, but you could do better than that from a band that takes and and a guy that takes songs that from artists popular artists that nobody really has paid attention to like room at the top is not in tom petty's top you know 20 most known songs but ed has taken this like late 90s era tom petty song and made it you know and put it in this kind of grand spot here and honestly here
1: comes the sun doesn't need a new life It doesn't need
0: anyone to to give it a little boost no, but I think maybe they, they, they sort of realized that after the first show because they, uh, the second show, they replace it with Timeless Melody. And then at Newark, where, where we are tonight, Timeless Melody is the fourth song in following Here Comes the Sun and, and, and Drive was, had, had not been played in a long drive.
1: time, right?
0: Not since, I think 2004, they broke it out once, yeah. but 2000 yeah. is the wheelhouse for that song. Yeah. And I I, I love the song like I was almost more jealous of of that crowd getting Timeless Melody than I was of them getting Dirty Frank, you know, like that's a song that, you know, I I actually like not that I don't like Dirty Frank, but Dirty Frank is a novelty, if you know what I mean. Yep. So it's different. It's a different, you know, mentality, but like Timeless Melody would, would be fantastic. And, you know, uh, okay, let's see. I think we have another... Nope, we do not have another break. I, I'm getting... Assume here that Hard Sun is likely the... Encore break time. Yeah, right. We're going into an Encore break. And I wonder if we're not going to get Porch at this show. Because that's the way that we're going right now. Yeah,
1: they're, they, they're bookending with Into the Wild there.
0: Right. So let's see what they do in the Encore. And, uh, you know, like... You get the first three, like Drive. I, I Drive is one of my favorite REM songs, and I think when we all talked, like, oh, this could be very interesting for Ed. I think you had mentioned like that it, it just didn't do anything different with it, yeah, which it was, didn't. It was, it was disappointing, honestly. But honestly, but if you like the song, then you like the song, and it, it yeah, live, still sounds it, live good coming better. from Alive. Yeah. Oh, for sure, absolutely. No disappointment at all. And, you know, that kind of, together with Room at the Top, like, you know, I think from the start kind of got me, like, okay, you need something for, it's not like they opened up with long way. you know what I mean? Like, they didn't do something like that, so ed even mentions it we got to give you guys some stuff that's familiar and then we'll give you stuff that you haven't heard before so they're sort of uh, they're they're spacing it out a little bit and then kind of in the middle you get something like List, which we can get to in a second but like now you have all of these brand new songs too that you're just waiting for and it felt like well first of all a lot they, they did two of the flag day songs which i wasn't that familiar with I think they're they're that's 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 very like Glenn and Ed kind of stuff, which they're fine. Uh, but I, I, I don't really go back to the flag. Day. I, I I probably listened to it just once, just to see what they were doing. But I, I I haven't really gone back to it. But looking at the net, the 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 new song that started, so Invincible, which is the album opener, was the first one that got through. On this, and I heard, I'm like, okay, I see what they're doing with it. It's a little like '80s am- anthemic. It's got like sort of echo like guitars power, to power it. Power
1: ballad type. What are we talking?
0: Yeah, about? it's it's. I mean, I wouldn't say power ballad, but it, it is kind of like monster rock almost in a way. Like I, I think I've heard it compared to like Genesis, and I I can okay. see that sort of like you know big you know like. Like, 80s Genesis or 70s Genesis? 80s Genesis. Okay. 80s, like Peter Peter Gabriel, like that kind of Well, that's feel. 70s. Well, no, I, but like Peter Gabriel, like 70, 80s Peter Gabriel is okay. what
1: I'm saying. Okay, like, um, okay. Like. So okay. Red Ring, yeah, things
0: like that. Be, I, I think that's what I've heard it compared to, Red Ring. Okay, okay. Interesting. So. And that's like that's a style that I've never really found myself getting into or anything like that. So okay, oh, I love, love those first three Peter Gabriel records. That's some great stuff. Uh, I, look, I, I know Sledgehammer big time. Like those, I oh, think there's so much, better, that. Than that. I, so much I, better than I, that. Trust me, I, I yeah. that, that could that could be a really good deep program. By the way, yeah, keep good. that keep keep good. that in note. That might be good right. for the four of us. Um, the dark would come next, and I I think that. Out of all of them, the dark sort of, I think, kind of fell through the cracks a little bit. Like, I haven't really, because we, we got, like, a little bit of a bootleg for this, and I've been listening to them, and, and the dark has not stuck with me yet. It's just sort okay. of, it's just kind of, what's it's not the, bad.
1: What's the style? What's
0: what? You know what? That's yeah. the thing. I think everything else has a familiarity to it that I can't really describe the dark.
1: Like, is it a rocker? Is it a is it a more acoustic ballad? Is it no?
0: It's it's. I would say it's it's electric. I, the acoustic stuff kind of sticks with like the haves and um, uh, Mrs. Mills. Like that's sort of like that vibe. There, it was more like rockers than I assumed it would be. Okay. Like, pow- Power Right was a rocker. Power Right sounded really good. That was the first one out of the new because they they did the halves before they did Invincible. Uh, but that was the first they ones out of the new they ones. They did not had.
1: play that tonight, right? Power of Right was not played tonight.
0: Power of Right, as far as I can it's tell. It's only been Power. played once. It was only played the first night, really? Yeah, they didn't play it the second night. Well, shit, that's just as rare as Dirty Frank, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as of now, it's been played less. So more
0: rare. <laughs> right. Uh, if you're counting the Pearl Jam stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, Power of Right is kind of like... I, th- I think that was just sort of like a very... Like, just kind of hard rock, like good sort of mid-progression kind of song. But the one that really struck me, uh, Fallout Today, I'm listening to it, and it's it's got like uh, early on in the song, like, you know, right from the beginning, it kind of has like a not-for-you sort of vibe to it, but huh. I must have said this a million times since, uh, getting on this record right now, and and honestly, you'll listen to uh, more discussion on the regular episode in Stockholm, uh, 2012. What we'll do this week, and we'll talk about we'll talk about this. And and I, what I said about Fallout today is that it's like not for you. Went down to Athens and hung out with Michael Stipe and Kate Pearson for for a couple days and like chilled well, out as, a little bit.
1: As someone who lived in Athens for seven years. I uh appreciate that. <laughs> that's,
0: well that's it's good.
1: and it's like it's too because it's you I was thinking about it and it's like fall out. It kind of reminds me of Fall on Me. It kind of looks like an REM song title. Yeah. And like yeah, it happened sure. today. Like It happened right. Yeah. 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 So it's it could be like a sandwiched REM little reference there. I don't know. Maybe there's something right. to that. Right. I haven't heard it. I haven't I have not had a chance to go back and listen to the bootleg full disclosure. I've been very busy, but Uh, i'm gonna look forward to be doing that in the next couple of days i'm excited to hear
0: these the reason why i mentioned kate pearson is because it has that like uh the the chorus goes fall out today fall out today it's it's like her backing vocals on me yeah right or or uh shiny happy Mm -hmm. people holding like it's the same kind of idea and it really worked for it and I think it's I think it's Glenn and Josh that are both doing it I can't I couldn't tell but whatever it is it's it sounded really good i I enjoyed that one um you know brother brother of the cloud I think it's while I liked it out of the first three I think it's sort of falling into the middle tier of these songs because mm. after Fallout today it felt like the new ones were just getting better Better, you know, um okay, uh, if we're going I, we and we can kind of go back to wish list a little bit in a second, but um Mrs. Mills was just terrific. Uh, basically, I think if if anybody was reading the stuff, there's there there were a lot of guest stars uh elton john guest starred on the album i don't think they've played the elton john song yet right uh stevie wonder i don't think they played the stevie wonder song yet but they uh have played the one where ringo guest starred on it and in the mrs mills is it and it's taking pieces from all different paul mccartney songs and the one that like immediately registered with me was that you know that that little like that Hey Jude has that, that little kind of like sleigh bell chink Hmm. that's in there. And that was the first thing that I thought I'm like, Oh, if Ringo was hearing this song and kind of getting a vibe, he kind of knew, okay, we, we know what Ed's trying to do with this. We know how he's writing. He's kind of writing his tribute to McCartney. I I think Ringo was like, okay, then let's do Hey Jude. (laughs) So it's like, Hey, it's one part. Hey Jude. It's one part here, here, there, everywhere. It's one part ebony and ivory. And I think he even says, I think one of the lyrics in the song has, has the word ivory in it. And then like the nature of the song is kind of Eleanor Rigby ish because i think he's kind of like singing mrs mills like it's about an older woman who hadn't really lived her life as you know as strong as she should have and kind of you know took things way too slow and and you know like it it sort of has that sort of uh you know uh, i almost said elderly woman but i mean technically yeah uh it, it has that like Eleanor Rigby vibe to it where, uh, you know, it's it's about this
1: oh, Guess what they just played? Eleanor Rigby? Elderly Dirty woman. Motherfucking Frank.
0: Again. No way.
1: Again? Up, up, just popped up on my footsteps. But to begin the encore, I bet they came out. I didn't, out, even, did get I didn't even get a text yet. I didn't even get a text Whoever's doing it is freaking the fuck out right now.
0: Oh my god.
1: <laughs> they got it again.
0: I want my money back. <laughs> this, is, this, is not, this
1: is not going to abate the
0: appetite for this song. Uh, Pearl Jam's gonna need to play it now. Uh I honestly I think Stone and Jeff think they're in the clear. They are not. <laughs> Wait, but what more do you want? Like, it does it matter that Stone and Jeff play it?
1: Yes, I, it does. It matters. It matters that it's played at a Pearl Jam show, so they can no have the statistic, and and people are going to be like, "Well, if if your hired guns can play it, then the people who actually wrote and recorded the fucking song can play it."
0: But it's essentially a Chili Pepper song anyway, which well, you that, have two Chili Peppers there. Like it that's matter. the reason why they're doing it is because of them, not because.
1: Uh, it doesn't matter. I, I'm not saying they're gonna. I'm not saying they're. I don't think anything happen? But it's not like people are going to be like, "Oh, well." That's okay. We don't need to know it's gonna get you're gonna be seeing lots of Dirty
0: Frank signs and oh, it's gonna get so much worse. Jesus. You know, if they do this every other night on the tour, I'm gonna be mad. Because then that's that's not fair. Then they should have decided <laughs> from but you the always beginning. know you know th-
1: you know that night two is always the one that has the rarities. You know that. And, and you chose
0: look, to go to night one. No, no, no! It was not a choice. I well, put in for the lottery you went to night tickets. one when
1: I, you you could have right. traded. You could have worked something out. Well, dude, you I, knew you know
0: that night two is the rarities night. Trust me, I know. And that wasn't even on my mind. Yep, what was on my yeah. mind yeah. Yeah. was yeah. okay. I have a tickets to a show, and these tickets. It's it's a three thousand seat venue and it's extremely expensive so and just like a hat like i put in for a lot of lottery ticket and that's what came up though i I would have went to both if i got both but i went to one i was satisfied with that and honestly i liked the idea of being the one that broke all the news to everybody that you know we had a ton of new twitter followers we had a ton of new facebook followers and a lot of people like kind of tuning in to see what happened and, and reacting to it, and I, I liked being able to do that because it reminded me of having to do that at See Here Now, and that that part was cool to me. So yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't take that back, but come on, you, you they could have figured that out in Porchester, you know. That, whatever. Yeah, they That's know how, you know
1: how Ed go. You know how it is. He's right. He's the, he's the trickster. Right, pulling that, pulling that stuff out.
0: One of one of the points that we'll bring up, uh, I, I'm leaving it off of this because then we'll have new content and fresh content for the Stockholm show for this week. Is that like I think Andrew Watts' impression on Ed has just been massive, and mm-hmm. I think that he. It's a possibility that he could have, you know, said, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We have the chili peppers here. We need to do it. Could be. And he's, it's, I don't, again, we're going to go into it a little bit more in depth about, like, what his connection to Pearl Jam is. But, you know, it, it seems like he is just nothing but a massive fan just living out his dream. So I'll have a nickname. I'll save the nickname for Wednesday's episode, you can hear it then. But uh, I have a good nickname that I gave him. Let's go to wish list because that that was an interesting conversation. So, yeah. um, they Ed mentions he's like, "Oh, this is Yield's twenty fifth anniversary today," which I was shouting at my lung. Like, 24, Get your numbers right. And Ed says that it was also the same day that the David Bowie Earthling record came out, which I... If I remember correctly, was that record produced by Trent Reznor?
1: Was that the one with... I think that was bef- that was the I'm Afraid of Americans
0: I'm Afraid one. of Americans, yes. Yeah, something like that. I feel like he had some... Either Maybe. he produced that song or or he was involved with that song specifically, but it was more like... It was kind of tech, like the album was kind of techno kind of he was he was experimenting and you you know how Bowie was Bowie always was trying to well, be sure. ahead of the fold with that sure. stuff. And, and I think like the prodigy was big at the time. So I think he was trying to especially a British kind of ba- a band like that. He was trying to uh, see what he could do and see what limits and boundaries he can push. I th- Like, yeah, I, th- I think it was that that was the reason. But uh, yeah, like. Uh, apparently the, the that Bowie Earthling record came out on the same day, so of course, you know, he had to make a joke of it, and you know, it being the Earthlings, and then they played Wishlist, and that was like the first real freak-out moment for me, because I didn't think they'd actually do any Pearl Jam songs at that point. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, this is just a new show, and they'll do some more covers later, they'll do like uh, along the, All Along the Watchtower, which they did, and I didn't expect any Pearl Jam, I just didn't, and The Pearl Jam that we got, I honestly, like three of the more common songs that it's seen millions and millions of times, not like they did Dirty Frank or, or even not for you at the show that I was at, but like wishlist was a lot of fun. It really was like, especially the crowd around me was pretty good. You know, it was in the loge, so it was pretty close, but when you know people were kind of starting to get to the point where it's like, okay, they new new songs, I could sit down during this. And then when Wishlist popped up, everybody popped out of their chair. And yeah, Wish List is
1: is interesting because it was really good last year at the at the shows that they played. It was mm-hmm. one of the ones I remember thinking like, okay, this song might have kind of a new life behind it. And it's it's not exactly a deep cut, but it's not like a hit. And it's just it's right it's in a- that sweet it's right in that sweet spot of like everybody knows it and it's it's yeah i think it's just the tie into
0: yield is is yeah i'm
1: like i'm really i'm just really glad that that's one of the ones that he's kind of latched on to and stuck with at these shows because he'll he he's done it a lot at the solo shows Mm -hmm. before and like um it's just it's always there and yeah it's uh i i I like that i like that they they went back to this it's a that's a good choice
0: well when when you think of the Ed, the solely written Ed stuff off of Yield. There's Wishlist. There's MFC. Right. And that's it, right? I think those That's those are Ed's songs. Because No Way is Stone. Faithful is Mike. And, uh, you know, Ed wrote the lyrics in, for in a lot hiding, of these. In, in hiding is. In hiding stone. Yeah. Yeah. All those Yesterdays is Stone. Yeah. Pilots, Jeff. Do the Evolution right. is Stone, Jeff. Brain of J's, Mike. Raina J's Mike. Uh, oh, Do the Evolution's Mike, I think, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, And then Stone took the solo. Yeah. Um, Push Me Jeff. Stone. Yep. Uh, Give It a Fly's Mike. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and got to mention it, uh, Red Dodd is Jack. Right. So, yeah, uh, the, that's, you know, if they were to play, I don't think they were... Equipped to play, and and when you think of Eddie solo shows, yeah, wish list is pretty common to hear when you're playing one guy acoustic guitar. But you know that's more equipped to play that than than MFC. So I, while MFC would have been easily the first thing we would have discussed in this episode, yeah. Um, now I'm still looking at the set list here, and it looks like there's no update after Dirty Frank. It's so a long
1: it's, one. It's it's six minutes. So there, you're gonna. It's it's a it's 11:08 right
0: now, which is past time. Hmm. I'm, I'm making a text, dirty Frank closer. So this 19 songs. Either we get like a rocket in the free world or Watchtower and 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 done, or or not sure. I'm not sure. This huh. this also. I'm not even sure if if there was an en- encore break after hard i don't get to guess it was probably in between hard sun and frank but it's uh it's 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 tough to tell right now um uh, the other one i want to get to is porch uh obviously focusing on some of the pearl jam stuff um porch was excellent porch just like it was the you know the the closer of the main set after all the new stuff and you were pretty i, I at least like the last three new songs uh, Mrs. Mill's try and Rosa Jericho were three three ones I really, really enjoyed. And after those, I was feeling pretty charged up. I was feeling pretty good about what was happening. And then, you know, you just kind of get that transition. and and I think J- Chad Smith had done a drum solo before Rosa Jericho. So things were getting real charged up. Things felt really good. And, um, I'm looking down to see about text and stuff like that. And I I am not watching the live stream right now. I just, but, yeah. Anyway, sorry sorry for some complication, and I'm not going to end up editing this, so it's all staying in. The transition from Rosa Jericho into Porch was just, again, another moment where everybody just popped out and they were. Uh, like a static screaming. I was screaming and, right, and I
1: got to ask, was it, was it riffy porch or was it one, two, three, four?
0: It wasn't one, two, three, four, but it was like hard riffy. It was yeah, like, yeah. It, it, it was good. It was real good. And like, it was as good as you can get without like doing one, two, three, four, you know, if you know okay. what I mean?
1: Yeah. Um, so just
0: like, like the ones from last year. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. I think that's what it turned. Cause yeah, you're right. The ones from last year, didn't necessarily like he didn't start off with the dang 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 yeah Yeah. he didn't he didn't do all of that uh so yeah i would say that but the thing that really caught me was uh the war pigs tag in the middle of the solo and one of the big things that i'm going to mention again going back to andrew watt is that just his pearl jam uh, fandom comes into play here, and I, I think he's the one that sort of starts this up, and and then him and Josh kind of go back and forth on it, and it's just tremendous. It's really well done, and you have to think Chad Smith adding Chad Smith in, and and I, I feel like I'm I'm not talking about Chad Smith enough, and I should be. He was tremendous at this show, and really brought in a a pop and an energy from from the drums that uh, just different from cameron and more you know obviously when you think of him you think uh, you know like chili peppers and jack too but he he's got he's, he's pretty close to Dave A style you know like he he has kind of a a really hard-hitting kind of vibe to him but he's also in a way kind of like jack where he is very precise he's very precision you know uh, timing is perfect kind of waits for the moment sort of thing so his, like him on porch and especially driving, you know, into the bridge, the, hey, something. And I don't like driving that part back into the last chorus, like just felt like original porch again. You know, it, it, it had a real comfort food type feel to it. It just was, was awesome. I, and, you know, I think for a while, porch live had sort of soured on me because it was just especially if you're not in front and you're not part of the fun then you don't really have a role in porch especially if you go to a lot of shows in a row it, it it's the same kind of kind of thing so i think that, i think af, even after see here now it kind of re-energize itself but here it, it absolutely like took that and 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 kept going with that so it's it's running on good batteries right now but uh, look precious the pretenders cover awesome i loved what they they did that at, at ohana and was really really good at ohana and they continue to do it now and it works um better man sounded great the the people have the power tag that was something that you want to talk about getting predictions right that was something that i had predicted when we did the set list prediction drafts for, uh, for Seer Now, and they ended up doing the same thing, the people have the power yeah. tag off of Better Man because Patti Smith was there. And basically, they do the whole song, what feels like the whole song. It's mm-hmm. not just like people have the power and doing like a. They actually, he go and he goes back into the verses and sort of sings some of the verses too.
1: Have, have you timed this? Is it like a nine or 10 minute song?
0: Um, let me see. Let me see, because I I haven't I have it here. Yeah, um, yeah. And okay, better man. People have the power. In total, seven minutes. Okay. So, say better man is about like four, four and a half. Four. People have the power. Yeah. Probably around three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and then, you know, closing closing it off with Isn't It a Pity, and during Isn't It a Pity, Ed kind of says, you know, we don't really have too much time left, uh, didn't know that there was a curfew here, so we weren't sure if we were going to get another one, but they kind of, they they squeak in a really quick watchtower at the end there, and just a really fun show. It, like would it have been really exciting if we had a dirty frank or a timeless melody or a not for you of course it would have but it doesn't take that show and make it a lesser than what it was like that and and i'll go off standing that like after that show you know i think that's a statement show and told all the fans that had any issues with what the new songs were going to turn into that you're going to be fine. And this band is going to be fine. And this is going to be a one of a kind type thing that is must see. And I will just speak out right now. Cause we actually, we did a horizon profile with our uh, patron Greg uh, a little while ago. Uh, it's going to come out in about a week or so. And he, is contemplating Chicago. He's got a lot on his plate right now, but he saw that there were tickets available for Chicago. And I said, I kept saying, you know what? This is once in a lifetime. Just go do it. And if you're out in Chicago for a couple of days, you know, they're, they're doing Wednesday and Thursday this week. If you're in San Diego, Los Angeles, I don't know how many they have. I think they have two Los Angeles and one San Diego. I'm not sure. And then they have two. I think they have two Seattle if you're in any of those places, if you have the money, cause I know the money was a big issue. I know yeah, that the looks price like, of them... looks
1: like just, sorry, it looks like just one Los Angeles, one San Diego.
0: Okay. All Seattle. right. So yeah. Th- yeah. Uh, so there are two Seattle though.
1: Yes. Two Chicago and two Seattle and, and then one San Diego,
0: one Los Angeles. And take note that the Seattle show is, is, is Benny. So yep. like that's, yep. you know, that's got some significance and weight in the history of Pearl jam. I would just do it, you guys. Like, especially knowing what we know now. Especially if you
1: can see, like, talk about this. Like, these prices are the secondary market is not going crazy on these. You can get it for way under face, like you said. Like, that's that's something we didn't expect, but that's kind of the way things are now.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm actually a little bit surprised by that. Demand might not be as high as they expected, right? And I think maybe for a lot of people that are seeing this, and you know, that might not. Understand how good these shows are, but they're seeing it on paper and they're being like, ah, this is all the new stuff. I, I, I want to see Into the Wild. I want to see Pearl Jam kind of stuff. Maybe they're trying to ditch their tickets, and maybe the, uh maybe not enough people are listening to to people like us that are saying like it's must see, and they're just being like, oh yeah, yeah, that that, that, that that's nothing. That's nothing to kind of squawk it. But like, you know, I don't know how people see Dirty Frank on these set lists and don't say, yeah okay, I got to be there, you know, right. like how many, how many freaking people are just obsessed with this song. So I told, I told you guys that we would stay on until we knew the end of the set list. And uh, I'm trying to look, I-, I didn't have, I don't have any live streams up right now. Cause it's- I just don't, there's too much. I want to, I-, I wanted to talk to you guys and make that my focal point and not make the focal point. Paying attention to everything that's going on out there, I had some tech texts going on that were coming in, and they stopped coming in after after yeah, looks, Sunday. Looks stopped like
1: coming. the show's over.
0: Looks like show's yeah, over. Yeah, but I don't know if there was anything after Dirty Frank.
1: It looks like there was not,
0: not from live footsteps. But Dave yeah. was having trouble with some of the live feeds, yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's yeah, remain to be seen. But yeah, um, this is great. This is really great it's just great to have live music and honestly after this i went out and bought tickets for three three shows for the summer because i said i i'm in this again and and my fears for COVID are still there and still valid but like you know there's there's this idea of we can do this and we can do this safely and yeah. i can you know being at a show with a mask on is of, of course not the most comfortable situation to be in, but I, I can, I can do that for three hours of my life and be okay with that.
1: Yeah. I have tickets for a jawbreaker in May. Oh, no, I to go there. And, uh, and it's, it's going to be a tough call. Like if, if, if things aren't better, like I'm not going to risk it, but sure. if my, if my youngest can get vaccinated and if, you know, things continue to kind of like stabilize a little bit, then, then I might go and it, it it'll be stressful, but um, I'll be safe and do it the right way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I know, uh, I know Emily likes the Decemberists. I saw that they were, yeah, in they're not Carolina playing here too. till
1: August. So right. So yeah, a little time,
0: right? Yeah. Which so. might
1: be a good or a bad thing. We don't know.
0: <laughs> yep. And look, I think the next thing on everything everybody else's mind is when one is the real tour, when's the the the, the makeup dates, yep. when is that yep. happening? Yeah, we don't know, and we don't know.
1: Uh, we but hope we'll, soon. We'll, we'll talk about it when it happens. We'll
0: we'll talk about it when it happens, and yep. also I think for just from the first three nights, and uh, you know, I, obviously they need to go through the numbers and make sure that there was no the contact tracing says that you know nobody or very few percentage of people that went to these shows uh contracted the virus and i think if they see that i think they'll say you know what we're comfortable you know obviously the 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 arenas are going to be more people it's going to be more stress but i think you could i think you can make it happen so we'll see We'll see. We'll see yep. what comes up. And, and you, you never know, it might be sooner rather than later. It might pop up. You know, we, we would, we would just love to see it. That That's all I gotta say. We just love to see it. So, all right. Um, I think we've gone on long enough, but we thank you all for tuning in and listening to us. There's going to be more about this. I, I really, some of the things about this show I tried not to get into here because we did get into on the episode that we recorded the day before we recorded this. So I tried to kind of spread the wealth a little bit. So make sure you listen to the episode this week, Stockholm, 2012. Ah, what else should they do, John? What 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 else? Are the people listening to right now, like what, like, let's direct them to liveonfourlegs dot com for more news, and I'll I'll be writing my full story there too. If you want to read more of really what I just said, and and maybe more of my personal uh, attachment to everything that's going
1: yeah, on. Yeah, that'd be a nice compliment to this.
0: Yep. And of course, as always, uh head on over to patreon.com slash live on four legs and uh, if you donate a dollar, then you get to listen to all of our exclusive content, which there's a lot of that's on that that uh that app. So there you have it. And Eddie's and on
1: Twitter now, so Ed, if you're out there, follow us, man.
0: We need it. He's only following one slide account. In, slide into those DMs. Can you can you believe the the one account that he is following is at Pearl Jam? <laughs> Who would have thought who would have guessed that one? I would have. Th- I would I would think that he would have been like, nah, I don't want to follow them like that. That. That's stupid. I, I don't want to follow my own band. Yeah, i going like, to get a Homer gonna get, for myself.
1: He's going to get breaking news from the Pearl Jam Twitter account. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, he come might on, man. come on. <laughs> he what he might see if he's like scrolling. Well, honestly, his whole feed right now is just like Pearl Jam or people that like follow and retweet for old jam. So what he's seeing is just like, Oh wow. old clothes. that's from 2002. And that's from 1995. Like that's old- what-, what he's probably just seeing all that, but you know what? It's probably not him. That's even doing it. So, Oh yeah, of course. He doesn't really know how to use a phone just a little bit, but not a lot. So just throwing that out there, you know, things that I know. All right. Thanks everybody for listening in. We'll see you and talk to you very, very soon. This Wednesday. How about that? Yep. See you then.